everybody, welcome back to the Derek and Eric show, Heart Dose. Heart Dose. Part Here dose, we are. Part Dose of Eric. The star, because I'm the only one who showed up. Wow. That's my name on Zoom, and that's my name in life, Derek. We, we don't need to get into it. <laughs> yeah. Just bite my tongue and move on. I'm just jealous because I put on a damn good show. It was pretty good. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right, girl. What are, we, uh, <laughs> what are we talking about today? We got, we got man. I am so impressed. We got a lot to talk about today. We switched it up a little bit for you guys. We first have Louis Lounge. Colorado the reason we're Avenue. starting with Louis Lounge because yes. we have a lot of big stories in there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut two, you Two, well, two big stories. Two yeah. big stories. Yeah. One of them's annoying as hell. Yes. As you were. So, yes, Louis Lounge because we have a lot to cover there. Uh, then... We head into the Colorado Avalanche, the Denver Nuggets, and then some college football. Then mm-hmm. we head into some NFL power rankings and stats of the week. Hey, a little me. bit of the, of the Broncos preview and some fantasy stardom, cinema, and sleepers. And some NFL weekly picks for week number eight. And Close. then we'll see our final scores for last week's picks. Oh, man, and one of the most lopsided games this weekend is happening. Texans and the Rams. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. But let's start. Oh, let's get into it. Let's get into it right away. All right, first story of the week. Well, like, first bombshell that got dropped in the <laughs> Now, can, now <laughs> contain yourself, Leslie. Try not to <laughs> get too bad. All of us, for that matter, yes. This one is another home. We're going to try and remain calm. Go ahead. <laughs> the Texas government, Greg Abbott, signs a law restricting transgender students in participating in, in school sports. Yeah. I, and to be fair to Texas, they're not the only state to do this. There are eight states that have put restrictions on transgender gender students. Yes, that is correct. Oh, boy. So, te- so wait, there's South other Dakota. states? Yeah, South Dakota. Uh-huh. I believe also it was uh, Alabama. Uh, Idaho. Other states in Idaho, yes. And other ones that aren't listed on here, just, just a few. Texas and Alabama are the only ones not just affecting transgender girls to participate in girls guys. sports yes but also transgender boys in boys sports yeah okay but with this law being being put is also affects because it also um goes with um with uh, amended certificates even as you, if you put on there that, that you were a girl at birth, but then switch it over to a guy, they're still going to go to the original one and say, you cannot play in this sport because of your original birth certificate says this. Oh, Even if you boy. So, wow. So on your birth certificate, that's what they're going to resort and go back to, huh? What you originally put. Yeah. Uh, okay, look, just stop. Everybody, stop. All stop right, we're what tre- you're doing. We're, if you're driving, stop driving. We're I'm treachering st- light water here, so we got to be careful. <laughs> no, screw that. Oh boy, what can of worms is open. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. What have professional sports across the board? What do they have written on 
the end zones in the NFL, the backs of the helmets of football players. Respect. It's just saw the other just saw, equal. Just saw it on Kyler Murray's helmet on Thursday Change. night. Change. Yes. Change. Yep. Just saw it the other night. Texas. The freaking Dallas Cowboys have it on the back of their helmets. They're gonna have oh, it tomorrow on their helmets tomorrow. Yep. Along They're gonna have it other. on their helmets for the next Years. 10 years every team will yes we have to change as a nation and if you podunk stuck in the past states are gonna live like this i'm out well overall the legislators of texas are stuck in the past because they keep passing these laws they're gonna forbid them how are we supposed to change when we have this government this legislation over here who's passing dumbass laws like this if you're good at a sport, it's just, who cares? Go play it, no matter what. It doesn't matter what skin color, what sexual orientation you are. That's just my opinion. If you're good there, at something and some you want to try out for something, then go do it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to cut you off there. Dude. No, you're good. There's some sports. Was There's a high school team whose starting safety is a girl. Is a girl. Yeah, we, we did the Louise Lounge story. I remember. That's great. Yes. Like, what's the problem with That's that? That's amazing. Uh, what's that? That college football team. Their starting kicker is a chick, and she's damn good. Yeah. I mean, I don't if see what good. the issue is. Yeah. No, I understand. Like in the professionals, like especially football, they're men, like big ass men. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, like, some women are built to do it. Like that would be great if they want to try it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop them from trying it. It's just harder for them to get into professional sports, but I don't care if you're a dude, girl, gay, straight, who cares? Mm-hmm. Sports are for everybody. It's called a team sport. Yes. Hence, anyone can play. Exactly. And I don't want to get too political with it, but it's just sports are all inclusive and so should Texas. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I when I played rugby, there were some chicks we played against. Yeah, that hit harder than some of the dudes on my well, team. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not lying because we scrimmaged one night against some girls, and I'm telling you, Eric, man, some of them know how to lay the wood and, and, and tackle you. And I was like, damn, I was impressed. If there can be women on the front lines in our armed forces now, there you go. There should be women in sports. I mean, yeah, we there's, there's women referees and coaches now, so mm-hmm. that's a start at least. Speaking of men stuck in the past, our next story, Leslie. Oh dear God. Oof. Oh, this is a yeah, this is a doozy. Next one, Roger Goodell says the NFL won't release full Washington Football Team investigation findings. Okay, so. Let me put. Let me just put this out there. News came out yesterday that this man made 125 million dollars over the last two years. But he also donated his 40 million dollar salary last year. By the way, it doesn't. To, that doesn't excuse him from the crap stuff that he's done. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to fight you on that, Derek. It's not no, Goodell. No, I know it's the owners, it's but not Goodell. Why is Goodell paid that much? Owners to protect the owners. He's he's a you know what like you said 
dumpster a couple weeks ago. Dumpster fire? <laughs> what the heck? No, no, no not, not that. But not he, that, no. But we're, <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. But I agree. That's, that's a dumpster fiery. How about, how, he's a pin cushion. That's what I agree he is, though, to the owners. He really is. And it's just... And, and what was it? I just saw some of the victims from Washington are fighting to get this story released. And I'm like, they should. The cheerleaders who naked pictures were distributed by some unknown people in the Washington oh, football the team's what? organization. They are protesting to get these emails out to, sh- to get who's responsible. Real. Re- oh, hell, I'm going to keep doing that. Real, real quick. I don't know if you guys heard this yesterday, but I actually heard this yesterday. Um, Tyler Columbus and Mark Schlereth each used to play for Washington. Mm-hmm. And they played for the Broncos, of course. Both of them did. And they each talked yesterday. I don't know if you heard the conversation the two of them had, but they honestly said that they... When Mark Schlereth played for them, he said it was so different. And when Columbus played for them, he said it was it was hard to play for them. But both of them, they each said that they are sickened by this report. And they're like, it really bothers us and they're like it should be released like granted yeah we played for this organization and we respect the we respect you know the owners and everything but they're all what they did is wrong and basically what they said they're like it's it's despicable for what they did and they each agreed and i agree is they schneider needs to he needs to he needs to step down and sell the team he really needs to he's not going to i know but he is there can the nfl do a voting and get him out though because didn't they do that with the panthers owner they did it with the Panthers owner, but the Panthers owner was not well respected. For some reason, Dan Snyder is respected amongst the other owners. And here, here's the reason. So they had their owners meeting in October and it came out of the owners meeting. Goodell came out and took the fall for these owners saying, we're not releasing the findings. And did you hear what he said? He's like, because I feel like they've already been held accountable. You find them $2 million. Two million. There's six hundred and fifty thousand emails that have been looked at mm. by these private investigators, and you're not releasing what they were found. You're just making John Gruden the scapegoat. He really you know, is. When you when you think about the John Gruden emails now, who do you think released them? Washington. Yep. Um, who else would have? Mm. They wanted to have someone else take the fall so they could not look as bad. And then Al Davis, Al Davis, or was it Mark Davis? Mark Davis. Mark Davis, thank you. His, his father was out. Mark yeah. Davis has come out and he's like, why the hell are these not released? You're making my guy take the fall? Now, Grant, he, he said, he's like, granted, John Gruden did not deserve to keep his job after what came out. Oh, God, no. I agree with that. I really hope there's none of these people in the organization with the Washington football team. Still. Snyder's still there. Still there that are in these emails. Mm, There's no way it was just John Gruden and Paul Allen. No no, way in hell. No, no, because if they are, like, shame on you, Washington. If you still have these. Shame on all of you. If you still have these guys in the organization and they're in these emails, like you said, like, and if it comes to public light, I mean, is Goodell going to handle this the same way as the Ray Rice situation? He sees this investigation. Okay, nothing about it. And as soon as he releases it, the public, oh my God, what are you doing? And then and then f- fires everyone? Because that's what he did with Ray Rice. He saw the video. Oh no, it's fine. And then it came out. Oh crap, all right. Now he's on the 
commissioner's list. Is that what he's going to do with this? If this was a player, he would oh, he, be blacklisted. Like oh, you're yeah. saying. Oh, Ray be. Rice, he would be blacklisted. Just like well, Ray Since Rice deserves owner, to be blacklisted. It's an owner who's got money. And I think it tells you a little about the owners that are protecting him. Mm. Saying what they're, you know, maybe they're in some of the emails. It's just sickening because money talks, and it's really sickening that that's that's the way we, the world works. We sometimes. talked about it with the Washington when we talked about the Washington football stuff originally with the mm-hmm. Gruden stuff. There's a culture in football that has to change. Yes, we said it a little while ago. We I'll say it again. It's on your bleeping helmets. Mm-hmm. Release this stuff. We deserve that. I'm gonna. Oh man! If they release it, it, it's bad. I have a feeling it's gonna be bad. There are people who are fans of Washington who are like, I don't know if I can be a fan anymore. Seriously. Just like with our next story, there are fans of this other team that are like, this is sickening. Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> I hate people. Seriously. <laughs> well, Hi, Leslie. Us into our last story. Uh, the Blackhawks have been fined two million. This <sighs> one's really gonna get me fired up, because oh. well, after the Bowman investigation was out. So if you guys don't remember, that we talk- the sexual assault. It's about a month ago we talked about it. About yeah. a month ago. Yeah. Maybe even recently than that. Yeah. The sexual recent. assault scandal with the Chicago Blackhawks. They released their findings. What a concept. Um, Kyle Beach was the player who was John Doe one who basically started this investigation or started the allegations and sued the Blackhawks, basically. Um, he was sexually assaulted by I forget his name because it's Brad, not even worth it. Brad Aldridge. The the video coach. The video yeah. coach uh, who sexually assaulted him mm-hmm. in 2010 while the Blackhawks were in a post. Sorry, there's a video playing in my stupid ears about old Navy jeans uh, about the, <laughs> I, I lost old my Navy train of thought. I, I just, anyways, stupid ads. <laughs> well, did um, you see, did you see the story recently came out? Uh, Rocky words, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks owner said he wants Brad Aldridge's name removed from the Stanley Cups that they won. As he should. And, it and shouldn't have been put on there in the first place. Here's and my problem with this. I, agree. I actually respect the owners for what they've done. And to their credit, anybody who was a part of this in the front office is no longer a part of the team. And they haven't been for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But in 2010, Brad Aldridge assaulted the Blackhawks player. The Blackhawks were in the third round of the postseason mm-hmm. fighting the Sharks to go to the Stanley Cup finals. Mm-hmm. Beach confides in Paul Vincent, who we talked about, who, by the way, Kyle Beach and Paul Vincent are heroes in this story. Paul Vincent brings up this report or brings up what Beach told him in confidence to, I believe, the coach psychologist or the team psychologist. Team psychologist, yes. Uh, his name is escaping me here, but I think it's Gray. Yeah, Gray. Yeah, Gray. He brings it up to the Blackhawks, I believe, GM at the time, yeah, President John McDonough. Uh-huh. He pushes off this meeting that they're supposed to have 
for three weeks after it, after the sexual assault happened. Mm. They then have a meeting with, uh, my God, would you load, please? Thank you. <laughs> McIsaac, mm-hmm. John McDonough, yep. Stan Bowman, Jay Blunk, Kevin Chevalier off the assistant GM, and Coach John, John, John Quinville. Joe Quinville. Joel, Joe, Joe Quinville. Sorry. Joe Quinville, yep. They basically brushed this off. Joe Quinville said, we don't have time to deal with this. It'll distract from team chemistry. Wow. The head coach says that? The head coach says that. What? Everybody brushes this off. They let Aldridge stay as video coach until mm. they win the Stanley Cup. Now, quick sidebar. Stan Bowman stepped down as the GM of the Blackhawks. Yeah. And... Actually, he, was, he got resigned. And Joel Quinville... Also Quit, got resigned. Uh, he resigned on Thursday. Yes. Joel Quinville and Stan Bowman never deserved. They don't deserve to be anywhere near the NHL again. No, they don't. Well, Kevin Sheveldayoff. Yeah. Kevin Sheveldayoff is the GM of the Winnipeg Jets, by the way, and he oh, has yeah. not released a statement, and he is just hiding. He I is. have not heard a. a no, I, I I've been waiting to hear too, and there's nothing that's came out with him, and I'm like unbelievable. So. Once they win the Stanley Cup, they fire Aldridge. Good for you. But you know what they did? They gave him a letter of recommendation. Mm. After, so when they have their parade and their party and their celebration to win the Stanley Cup, guess who gets invited back? Aldridge. Aldridge. Guess what he does during that party? Mm-hmm. Sexually assaults a 22-year-old intern. Mm-hmm. pathetic it's just chicago yeah i it's just it's it sickens me when this was released and i actually read sat down and read it i was just like wow especially that with the party and everything and you you invite that man back to your party what are you thinking like how do you see that as being okay i don't know you have a player that comes and tells you this information you brush it off. Oh, okay. Well, let's invite him back and celebrate with us. And then he does that. Like just, oh my God. Like, I don't want to, we're not going to go into full details because there's no. a lot. There's a oh, lot there's... to it. We don't have enough time. I yeah. really recommend if you want a podcast about this, look up Steve Dangle podcast on Spotify. There are two, there are three dudes who are really in hook with the Toronto hockey market. And uh, they they have they have the guy who broke the story on their podcast today, um, so I really recommend listening to that. I have a statement here from Stan Bowman as he resigned. Since joining the Blackhawks in 2000, I have been extremely grateful for the opportunities presented to me and proud of our accomplishments. This organization, beginning with the Wirtz family, has been ex- extraordinarily good to my family and to me. That is why today, after discussions with Rocky and Danny, the owners, I have decided to step aside. The team needs to focus on its future, and my continued participation would be a distraction. I think too much of this organization to let that happen. 11 years ago, while serving my first year as general manager, I was made aware of potential inappropriate behavior by then video coach involving a player. I Mm. promptly reported the matter to the then president and CEO who committed to handling the matter. 
I learned this year that the inappropriate behavior involved in a serious allegation of sexual assault. Yeah, right. You, you learned that this year. I relied on the direction of my superior that he would take the appropriate action. Looking back now, knowing he did not handle the matter promptly, I regret assuming he would do so. I'm going to take a pause. You knew, you didn't know that a year last year that it was sexual assault. You knew then that it was sexual assault. Stop lying. In 2010, yeah. Stop lying. 11, 11 years ago, you knew. Also, if you brought this up to your superior and a couple days later, like nothing's come up, wouldn't you be like, hey, man. Like push the matter. What, like what's going on about this? it? Exactly. Yep. Anywho, fine. And it's two, another paragraph, two paragraphs. I am confident that this organization and the Wirtz family, the people who own it, will continue to do what it takes to win championships with integrity and with the goal of doing that is right. We're going we're gonna to come back to that statement here in a second. I am deeply grateful for the Blackhawks for the chance to manage the team, to the players for their dedication, and to the fans for their tremendous support over the years. It has been an honor to have been part of this incredible organization. Uh, he just says thank you. I will always cherish my time. The sentence, I am confident that this organization and the Wurtz family will continue to do what it takes to win championships with integrity and the goal of doing what is right. That is the whole problem with this right here. They brushed off somebody being sexually assaulted, something that completely changes your life to win a stupid championship. It's to win a cup. And here he misses the point. One, he never apologizes. No. He puts that, the blame on John McDonough, who's been out of the league basically for, since 2012. Yeah, he's been gone. And he's got a lot of responsibility too. But where's your apology to Beach? None. Didn't have it. How dare you? If you think you're in the right, sure, you reported it to McDonough. But you never followed up because you didn't give a crap. It's, yeah, it's just, it's upsetting. I this mean, is, literally. This is the problem right here. Unless you're someone like Jonathan Taves, unless mm. you're someone like Patrick Kane, if you're just a stick-in-the-mud player who's just there to fill a roster spot like Beach kind of was, or you're like a six-line defenseman or a sixth or a, a, a third-pairing defenseman, fourth-line mm. player, you're just a you're just a piece to the puzzle. They treat these players like they're just there because they because they want to. They are there. Some of these players are there because that's all they know how to do, and they're good at it. They're just not great at it. You take advantage of these players, all because you want, want to win. You want to win a Stanley Cup. Shame what? on every. Now, like I said, none what of these winnings more. Winning is more important than someone's life, apparently. None of these people are with the organization anymore. Joe Quinville resigned as the Panthers coach. As he should have. Dan Bowman honestly should like he resigned. Kevin Sheveldayoff. Where are you? He made a statement when these first came out. And I think his statement was something on the lines of I wasn't aware of what happened, but until after Aldridge was or prior to his letting go, I was like, Oh, so you knew about it, but he was in the meeting. Stop lying. 
do the right thing, resign. So these stupid teams don't have to pay for you to be let go. That's why these people are quote unquote resigning is so they don't have to give them a severance. Mm-hmm. They don't deserve a severance. No. They didn't deserve to get the jobs they have now. And I hope this sticks with them for the rest of their lives. It's not going to because clearly Stan Bowman doesn't get the freaking point. Ugh. Yeah, I it's, respect it's just... the owners of the Blackhawks for doing what they're doing and trying to move forward. I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Them winning a championship is not their first priority right now. No. Mm-hmm. Also, gotta... Stan Bowman also, after like these allegations first came out and the suit was first filed, you remember he mm. came out on the draft with eight women behind him coming out for their pick? Oh, oh I, how can you forget that? How Shameful. can you forget that? I can't forget it. I'm, I remember. <sighs> it's just. It's and then I don't want to get into these either. Jonathan Taves just came out and said like, oh, Alan Stan are great people. Clearly. Clearly they're great people. Mm, yeah. Tons of respect for them. Someone needs to hit him upside the head with a um, stick. And Jonathan <laughs> Taves is basically acting like he didn't know. He knew. Uh, he's, he's the lying. captain. He, he's lying. He knew. Just like Joe Quinville said he didn't know. Oh, yeah. Well, then and why so did you resign? You clearly Brad Aldridge also assaulted what they call a black ace, which is someone who is from, like, the minors or juniors or something. Mm-hmm. To, like, if somebody goes down, they're, like, a guy that could come in and fill that day. So, like, he practiced with the team and stuff. He was assaulted by B, or, uh, by Aldridge. And mm-hmm. one of the players, while they were skating around, said, hey, F word associated with a not straight person, mm-hmm. which is the most disgusting word in the English language, by the way. Um, he's like, how did you like that BJ from Aldridge while he was at practice? Jesus. So, of course, Kane wow. knew. Or, of course, Taves knew. It was at practice, morons. You heard it. It's disgusting. Uh, I'm glad none of these people are with the, the team anymore. And Tave should be forced to put out another statement. He should be forced to not lie about it. Seriously. Tell the truth, dude. All right, All right we're, we're fired. Up, we're, yeah, we're, we're done. We've taken this. enough time on this. Anything else, Leslie? Nope. <laughs> I think we covered it all. And besides that, I guess she's um, all just yeah. sitting. She's all just sitting there. Uh, nope. And like, <laughs> there, there's Leslie. a lot of articles about it. I had four of them pulled up that I was just trying to read from. That's why ads were playing in my ears. Yeah, I, I apologize was, I, if I stuttered my way through. That. I read, I read so many of them the other day. Uh, there's, there's a lot of stories out there about it. But yeah, I recommend looking it up. Like I said, I recommend Steve Dangle podcast. Listen to that. It's very interesting. All right. Leslie, what are we talking about next? Let's talk about a team that is good and doesn't do anything stupid. Yes, the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, thank God. Let's talk about an actual hockey team. Also, if Joel Quinville is anywhere in the Avs building, get his name out of there, please. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, please. I agree, which I think they probably will do because the Avalanche. I don't know if his name yeah. is anywhere but yes let's move on to the abs yes to the abs how about that win on thursday against the blues it was a five and oh team win. they take them down four to three that was awesome to see they that. looked like themselves again which is they the did biggest thing yes they looked exactly like the avalanche that we knew and that was a 
um, what's the word? A relief to see. Yes. There was a huge relief to see them. But man, yeah, what a what a win that they had against the Blues. Comfort gets two goals, which he had a such a bad game last time out against the Knights. He had some bad oh, turnovers. Ten- the whole the team, for that matter, the yeah. whole team was bad. Mm. But four to three win. It four to three really doesn't paint a picture. I'm sure Kemper really didn't have like he made some. There were some goals that he gave up where I know he wants them back, and he probably makes them in the future. But Kale McCarr finally got his first goal. Kale Mc- uh, second goal. Second goal, my bad. He scored his first goal against the Knights. The only Knights, that's had. right. Yep. But yeah, how about Kale McCarr finally getting it going? And uh, Kadri finally getting it going, Kadri too? had a, his second goal. It was a beautiful goal, too. Yes, it was. Um, also, NHL, can you stop punishing Kadri for just being Kadri? When Bennington goes to fake hit him with a stick, one, even mm. if he was like, you know, even if he was even a little farther away, Bennington should be kicked out of the game. They let him finish the game for some stupid reason. And then they give Kadri a 10 minute misconduct for no, for just being there for chirping. Come on. It's yeah, it's stupid, but they got to Bennington. Bennington does not have a good record against the Avs, by the way, which is good. uh, Heck, I yeah. think you're seeing the biggest rival the Avs are going to be coming up with is the Blues. They don't like each other. Uh, I, yeah, I, I could say that. I say that and probably Vegas, you think, are probably their two Vegas biggest rivals. Vegas is close as well. I, Vegas is definitely up there, I think, especially teams, after last year. The playoffs, yeah. Especially after last year, they're a big rival. Minnesota, eh, maybe. We just, I just hate them. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we say everything's Minnesota wild. Trick. Right, Leslie? <laughs> Exactly, just like these stories were. <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of speaking of the wild, they play him tonight. Play him tonight. Big speaking game, of those man. crap wild, the uh, Avs host them at Ball Arena tonight. Yep, seven o'clock puck drop. Unfortunately, the Wild are pretty good so far. Yeah, so far they just started though. They, well, and that's the thing. I said it on the show on Wednesday. It's not time to panic. It's the beginning of the season. The Avs won that game without Miko Rantanen, by the way. In which he, he will be out tonight. Samuel mm-hmm. Gerrard is still day-to-day, and Devin Tays is still on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. So the Avs are picking it up now. I expect them to keep rolling. Wild, have they lost to Seattle last night, by the way. So they're mm. coming off back-to-backs. They lost so, to the Kraken. Lost to the Kraken. They lost to the, the crackheads old- in the crack house. Jesus. <laughs> oh boy but uh no as you said they got another big game tonight against the wild and hey if they can look like they did against the blues and play that way tonight then hey they can they can get back to 500 they, they could back, they'd be back up to eight points they eight win tonight points and they'd be points. sitting right behind winnipeg and minnesota and st louis so two yes. big games i think they keep it rolling i really do and they're going to be wearing those beautiful alternate jerseys yeah, and then, uh, man, come November, I think, is when they're really going to turn it on. I think they will, I, too. Mm-hmm, man, because the schedule looks pretty favorable, too, come November. Mm-hmm. Play the Crackheads. They play the Kraken on, uh, yep, the 19th, <laughs> Friday. They're at Seattle, though. I'm never not going to call their fans Crackheads, by the way. I think it's too fun. Jesus. 
<laughs> oh, but uh, how do you? Well, what, what do you think? How what do you think about them tonight? What, what's the matchup you think? I think I the matchup is going to be the goalies. Can Kemper against his former team, the Wild? Mm-hmm. Can he stay? Go, can he be good? I mean, the three goals on eighteen shots is not good. I expect him to bounce back and oh, yeah. play very well. Uh, Rantanen hopefully should be in the lineup tonight too. That top line is going to be back together. Yeah, buddy. I, th- I think they keep it rolling. I think they hold the wild to one or two goals. I agree too. I think tonight you could see maybe like a three to two or four to two final score. Agreed. Abs get back to 500 and they flip that page in November and bull oh boy, look out. And I think they get back to the avalanche that we're used to seeing. I don't get the NHL schedule real quick. So November, they, their first game is on the third Wednesday. 10 games. Hey, maybe they want to let them have the weekend off to go party it up on Halloween. I guess. But then they play. So they play Columbus on Wednesday, and then they go to Columbus on Saturday. Then they're off until the 11th. I don't like that. Five days. Man. They're playing Vancouver, and Vancouver sucks. Yes, they do. Those, those damn Canuckers. Abs are picking it up at the right time, man. The right time. Hell yeah. Oh, the Avs. I'm at, I, I agree. I mean, I'm still last thing I got to say is just, yeah, I, I see them winning tonight, get back to 500, and then come Tuesday, their next game. Yep. But oh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, they uh, they get it rolling, and November's a pretty favorable schedule for them. Agreed. Next up, the Denver Nuggets. Oh, buddy, how about that freaking – Beating last night they gave to Dallas. Hello. That was a great win for them. Man, did they knock the snot out of them. So 106 to 75. Jokic even played with a bruised knee, and he still went out there and played. Jokic is a beast, man. I mean, the whole team, though, I was impressed. The starting lineup, nobody had over 17 Mm-mm. points. So here that's you, great. So here you go. Uh, Gordon had 13. Barton had 17, Porter had 12, Jokic had 11, and Morris had 8. But here's the thing. Jokic had 16 assists. People mm. were finally starting to sink rebounds. shots when he passed him the ball. 16 rebounds, rebounds 8 I'm assists. Sorry, 8 assists. 8 assists. Yes. yes. People were st- finally starting to put the ball in the basket when he passed them the ball. Look at Doncic, man. Look at that. 5 of 18 shooting he was last Ooh. night. Luka Doncic struggled. He only had 16 points, six rebounds, four assists. So that plays a huge part in there why they smacked him around and beat him pretty good. Because uh, and hey, and guess who was covering Doncic? Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. On a bad knee, and he held him to five of 18 shooting. That's impressive. Hey, and the Nuggets did what I suggested on Wednesday: play Bones Highland. <laughs> Six points. Hey, you, yeah, two for four from the floor. Your boy even played last night, got four points. It was my boy. Bobo, Bobo. <laughs> I didn't know he played. Hell yeah. Yeah, Bobo played last night. He got four points. Four points. One assist. Two rebounds. Yeah, oh. The old tall, lanky dude. Bobo was out there. Yeah, I got four points. Came in for Jokic. Just pretty awesome to see that. And then which green here had points? It's the, they're both Jay Green. Jeff Green. Jeff Green played really well coming off the bench. Yeah, he had 14, and Jermichael Green only had two. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Isn't that funny to see it? Jay Green, Jay Green. 
You guys, so you guys, stupid. You guys related? Your brothers? <laughs> Brother from another mother. Oh, but no, that getting that win last night was so was white. was huge. It was huge to get that win last night. And then they uh they got a big road test though tonight. Huge road test tonight. So they're at Minnesota, who's three and one, and uh Carl Anthony Towns. Dude is shooting 55% this year, and he's averaging 28 points per game. That's pretty good. So, yeah, look at this. He has 28 points a game, and he's averaging almost eight rebounds a game, too. You know how many rebounds a game Jokic is averaging? Get this. He leads the NBA in averaging rebounds a game. Good. 14. That is insane. Good. But it's uh, man, they got a tough test tonight. What what, what do you think? I I would expect them to keep rolling if they played exactly how they played last night. Which, granted, that's not easy to do. No, but playing back to back games is, is just tough. Spread the ball around, man. Just keep keep doing that. When Jokic passes to you, you're gonna be open. Knock down your shots, and I expect them to keep rolling. Tickets as low as $32 at the Target Center. If you well, live Derek, in, what in are we Minnesota. doing? Let's go, homie. If you live in the Minnesota area, go to the Target Center. You can watch the Nuggets play for 30 bucks tonight. Yeah, quick. We'll just hop in the car. We'll be there by fourth quarter. <laughs> exactly. But, no, as we said, I think with both Avalanche and the Nuggets, it's it, the season's still early. It's just going to take them to get that, you know, get the flow of get things. Get the mojo get, going. Get the mojo going. But I think once – once next about this time next month, I think we'll be we'll be talking differently about both these teams, and they'll each be in a they'll each I be in a good 100% spot. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Avs and Nuggets are each very both very young, very talented teams, and they have they have a lot going for them. And come next month, I think yeah, they'll they'll be in a definitely a, a better spot, and I think they'll both be very uh, high up in the standings. Agreed. Go Avs! Awesome. Hell yeah! <laughs> At least we can agree on that team. <laughs> True. Next up, some college football. Man, yeah, we got we got some going on right now. I think the biggest matchup of the week is going on right now on Fox, Michigan and Michigan State. And Start actually, at ten a.m. Hello, mm-hmm. fun game. Big well, noon kickoff, baby. But it's, just. It's, Two, but, Michigan's two hours. I don't mean to cut you off, Eric, but Michigan's two hours ahead of us, Leslie. That's why. So they started at noon, 10 o'clock our time. Mm. Yeah, the big noon kickoff, of course, goes with East Coast time. Michigan State just took the lead 14 to 13 over Michigan. Mm-hmm. So Is number, this the biggest game of Harbaugh's career in Michigan? Oh, I think so. Michigan's uh, number six in the nation at 7 and 0. Michigan State is number eight in the nation and also at 7 and 0. I mean, it is. I, I honestly think. This game and the game at the end of the year against Ohio State will be his biggest too because he has yet to beat Ohio State. Yet to beat Ohio State. And mm. if he wins this game against Michigan State, I think Michigan should be in the top four. I, I agree. I think they should be too. Uh, hey, I mean, how about, go ahead. Biggest lops, <laughs> biggest lopsided game of the day is probably going to be 1.30 this afternoon. You know who I'm talking about? Is Alabama playing somebody? No. Oh, CU, no. CU, CU playing Oregon? <laughs> CU 
the two and five Buffaloes at the six and one ranked number seven in the nation. I know. Oregon Ducks. I mean, who have the Buffs beat this year, man? They beat Arizona last week. Or was that two oh. weeks ago? Uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, they beat them 34 to nothing. They lost to the Cal Bears last weekend, 26 to three. And Cal was one and five. Oh, that's right. Their first win was against Northern Colorado. You put up <laughs> three points against the Cal Bears. They suck. Oh, dude. And I remember I and watched Arizona's winless, but still, you put up three points against the Cal Crap Bears. And so reports coming out of practice this week. So they fired their offensive line coach mm. uh, earlier this week. And their offensive line has been reporting. They've learned stuff they hadn't learned before. How bad was your offensive line coach? I don't think he's the problem. You want to hear? I don't think it's Kyle Durrell, the head coach either, though. I really like him. Oregon Ducks have a 93.6% chance of winning tonight. I take the under. What's the point spread of this game? Oh, I think? got it right here. Hang on. Well, Oregon's favored by 24 and a half. Eric, look at this stat. This is sad. The Oregon Ducks are averaging 34 points a game. The CU Buffs are averaging 15 points a game. I smell an upset. I don't know. It's just joking. The Buffs on offense average 238 yards a game. The Oregon Ducks average 430 yards per game. So what you're saying is the over-under of 49 and a half take the over, but Oregon scores 50. Oregon is going – this is going to be a massacre. You thought the Patriots game last week against the <laughs> Jets was bad. Steve's like, hey, New York, hold my beer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other big games we got going Real on today? Fast, though, for CU, I can't find his name. Who's the linebacker? They're oh, really God. good linebacker. Um, once yeah. I see, his, I'm looking at their roster now. Once I see it, I'll remember it. I can't. Oh God, I can't remember it. I know who you're talking about. I'm though. looking at offense. That's why I can't find it. Man, real quick, how about this number? Four and three, Wisconsin is up seventeen to nothing on Iowa. I saw that, yeah. In Wisconsin, Nate Land- Landman. There you go. He's a fifth-year senior. He's going to be drafted, by the way. Oh yeah, but Iowa getting smacked around right now by Wisconsin, I, dude. That one, like Iowa, after losing get that game, I, you got to pick it up, man. You're you're ninth. You were second. A sneaky game that could happen today. How about Texas Tech at Oklahoma? That could possibly be an upset in the making. That could be. Oh, I mean, watching that game. Ole Miss and Auburn today, too, too. Man, what a game that's going to be. But I think, like you said, the game of the day is definitely today or going on as we speak. Yeah, Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan has the ball, and they are driving. Yep, 14, 13, five minutes and 52 seconds left in the second quarter oh wisconsin just scored again and is now 20 to nothing on iowa (laughs) (laughs) oh man how about the number one team in the nation today that georgia is at florida not really an upset in the making but george is good man georgia will probably take care of them today texas at baylor going on right now too that could be fun oh yes 14 10 texas 
since both teams don't really have a freaking defense. Yeah, another fun game, Ole Miss at Auburn. Ole Miss is fun to watch, man. Oh, that's going to be an awesome game. Um, oh, another uh, another sneaky good one, possibly. Penn State, Ohio State tonight on ABC. Mm-hmm. Should be a good one. Penn and, State's looked bad the last couple of weeks, though, man. Yeah, they have, and that's what doesn't exc- – uh, lopsided game of the week, definitely here. Kansas. One and six Kansas at six and one Oklahoma State. That'll hey be man, a... they took Oklahoma to the brink. Yeah, but <laughs> Kansas is just bad. True. Oh, look at this. Kansas, Texas, or Oklahoma State averaging 35 points a game. The Kansas Jayhawks are averaging 13.6 points per game. Look out. Real quick, how about San Diego State? Seven and zero and ranked twenty first. Yeah, not getting any respect. Mm-mm. Granted, because probably because of the conference that they're in. But man, they uh, how about their game today? Also, too against Fresno, Fresno State. State Fresno six State two. six and two. That's going to be a fun one. That one's on CBS Sports Network. If you can catch that one. But let's move it on, Albert. Real quick, Jake Henner from Fresno State, twenty two touchdowns, only two interceptions on the season. Damn, pretty damn good. He's almost thrown for almost 3,000 yards. Holy crap. Wow. So he's going to be airing it out tonight. For sure. All right. What we got next, Leslie? Next, we have our NFL Power Rankings and Stats of the Week. Oh, hey. That's me. Yeah. But before Um, I dive into those, let's hear a word from our sponsors. All right. Welcome back to Derek and Eric's show. It's time for Eric's Stats of the Week and NFL Power Rankings. What do you guys want to hear first? My stats? Power rankings. Power power rankings. All right. Yeah, buddy. Top or bottom? Uh, Let's do the top teams first. All right. Top teams first. Number 10, I have the Tennessee Titans. Huge win against the Chiefs. It was awesome. 27 to 3. They got to Patrick Mahomes. Also, I, I said it on Thursday. If you run another read option on the goal line and Tannehill takes it into the end zone, and I lose out on fantasy points, I'm a freak out. Mm-hmm. That's why you're number 10, and I don't believe in you. Number nine, because you lost to the Jets. Number nine, I've got the stagnant L.A. Chargers coming off a bye. They're still a damn good team. I think that loss against the Ravens was a wake-up call. Oh, yeah. I think they're coming, coming to oh, with the words, English. Learn how to talk. Coming up against the Patriots, I think they will dominate. So they're still number nine. They're going to be in the top 10 for the rest of the season, probably. Number eight, I got the Dallas Cowboys. Their first real big test of the season, besides opening week, is coming up this weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. Besides opening week. Besides opening week. <laughs> I Dallas's defense is averaging 24 points against. That's not good. So once they play like a, a team like Minnesota, who's got a decent defense and a good offense, we'll see what happens. But they're still mm-hmm. a damn good team. So oh, they're sticking at number number eight. Number seven, falling from grace after getting sp- uh, anked by Joe Burrow. I got the Baltimore Ravens falling to seven. Uh, it's just they did not look good on offense. They didn't look good on defense. I said it on Wednesday. Lamar Jackson got sacked for the most times in his career at five. So they fall. Number six, I got the Cincinnati. Kitty goes raw. 
Bengals. Kitty goes roar, Leslie. They're five and two. They dominated the Baltimore Ravens. Very impressive win. I don't know how they'll hold up for the rest of the season, but God bless Joe Burrow. Go Tigers. Number Go Kitties Go Rar. Number five, I got my Los Angeles Rams. Go Rams. Go Rams. A little sketchy against the Lions just because they took out every trick in the playbook to try and get rid of the talent gap between the Rams and Lions. But the Rams pulled it out. Matt Stafford. Go Rams. Number five. Whatever. Hey, man. Your Lions tried. I'll give them that. I know. They tried so hard, and they were pissing me off. They did all the stuff the Rams used to do to the Seahawks <laughs> when the Rams were crap and the Seahawks were bad. <laughs> Number four, they fell from one to four, the Arizona Cardinals. Their fall from grace. Use James Conner more in the red zone. He's a, he's taller than your quarterback. Right? I, he had a damn good game, James Conner did, but Murray got hurt at the end of that game and i you, you said it before we started recording their defense got exposed that they cannot stop the run also jj watt may miss the season i feel so bad for that guy oh i just can't shake that injury bug i love jj watt i think he's one of the best players in the nfl just can't shake the injury deandre mm-hmm. hopkins has a hamstring injury and who knows what's gonna happen to kyler murray they have 10 days to shake it off but oh yeah they're still a good team go Rams. but uh we'll see if there's if they're gonna be the pittsburgh steelers of this of last year you know i think they're a better team than pittsburgh but their defense got exposed a little bit number three got the buffalo bills damn good team still buffalo burferer but we'll see how they bounce back this week. They play the Dolphins, and they have a really easy schedule coming up the next couple of weeks. Number two, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, <laughs> I'm sick of new. Tom Brady winning. I like Tom Brady, but can you just retire? Go go spend some time with your kids. They they need their daddy. Tampa Bay doesn't need their daddy. Well, they need wants, their daddy. He wants to play in the NFL and make everybody. He wants to be everyone's daddy in the NFL, apparently. Just go away. Number one, number one, the Green Bay Packers. They've won seven straight. Seven straight. My God, that was impressive. Mm. Is, and Aaron, didn't, Aaron Rodgers didn't even play that well. No, he he didn't. It was the running game. Aaron Jones and Corey AJ, Dillon. AJ, AJ Dillon. I'm sorry. AJ, AJ Dillon. Corey Dillon. He was that was years ago. Look at me aging myself. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, AJ former, Dillon. Former Bengal great. Yeah. The Packers keep rolling. Their defense is what's keeping them in, even though they've given up a lot of red zone touchdowns. The pressure and, that they put on Murray on Thursday is, was a huge difference of what a lot of teams haven't done to Kyler Murray this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashawn Gary, really good sneaky pass rusher from Michigan, by the way. Yes, he is. Honorable mentions. I got your Las Vegas Raiders. They're rolling, man. They're a good team. They're okay. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. You know they're a good team. You're just jealous. Uh, whatever. All right. Bottom no, 10. No, no, no. Stop it. Also, Cleveland, they beat the Broncos with no starters. Impressive. With, Kate, with Case Keesum. Case Keesum. All right. Let's do the bottom. Number 10, 
I got the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy boy. G needs your to boy. Just, they just need to let him go. Yeah, to let him let him let him uh, go play for another team, and he continue to date his porn stars. Let him go. Let him go to the Bears. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine that? He get killed. Um, they just their defense didn't look good against the run, mm. and that, that's their that front seven supposed to be their strength. Um, Josh Norman got exposed in the rain. He's old. He can't play the corner position that well anymore. They're not looking good. But they're looking better than this team, the number nine Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> without without yeah. Russell Wilson, they're miserable. And with Russell Wilson, they weren't that good either. Mm. I mean, they had superstar quarterback. They just there's a lack of talent on that defense. And you lose 13 to 10 to the Saints. <laughs> number eight, the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles. I just Jalen Hurts is trying so hard. That team's just not any good. Not. I think I mentioned it before. The Eagles need to rebuild, but won't admit it. And mm-hmm. their their older players are starting to get hit with the injury bug, and it's coming back to affect the team. Number seven, Washington football team. Taylor Henneke. I don't know whether or not that was a touchdown that was called back or not. Oh, they God. say he was giving himself up and by the letter of the law, like the rule is poorly written. So they had to enforce it that way. In my opinion, uh-huh. he wasn't giving himself up by the rule book. He was just walk into the end zone, dude. Don't, don't show about, but they're coming up against the Broncos. And they have a chance to get their third win. And I just, that defense is starting to get a little better though. It's just starting to get a little better. So. Yeah. Look for them to look like all-stars tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> number six you got the new york football giants because they beat the crap out of the hapless panthers oh uh, the panthers and be- broncos since the tw- i'll have to pull up the exact numbers the broncos and panthers since the 2015 super bowl have been on the same trajectory just down down yep. down oh down, i've seen it yeah i've seen the chart with both of them yep so they need to they need to kick it into gear and they play the chiefs so they won't number five you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They coming got off, they're coming off a bye. Come off a bye. Urban Meyer wasn't in the news, so that's a good. Urban Meyer point. didn't go to his bar, or he might have. He just he just wasn't in the news. Wasn't having right. some young chick grind up on him. Probably Creep. got chained to the desk in his office at home. Creepy old man. <laughs> but coming <laughs> off a bye, and they got a sneaky game coming up against the Seahawks. Mm. It's in Seattle, so, mm. but we'll see. Who do you trust, Trevor Lawrence or Geno Smith? We'll tell you that coming up next. Yep. Number four, Derek, you got the Detroit Lions. You don't think they're number? They're the worst team? No. I think out of the three teams that are below them, they beat them. Well, yeah. They tried so hard, Derek. Like the, the Lincoln the Park problem song. Is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end, it didn't really matter. You still didn't win. Damn it. <laughs> the talent the Rams had over the Lions is just unbelievable. And the two stars on the Rams defense let, let me, let made me just the play to this, win the game. Let me just throw this out there. The Lions should have beat the Ravens. They really should have. They should have. 
Oh, just also DeAndre Swift is a stud. So is TJ Hawkinson. Hey, he's okay. Number three, you got the New York Giants. Jets. Jets. Giants, Jets, to either one of them. Quoting back to what you said Wednesday, they had a quarterback named Mike White. <laughs> I just, hey, just, did you see what they just did? They traded for Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco's coming back. Wow. Oh. Who the hell? Zach Wilson is there on is uh, injured for the next four weeks. So now you get to have a standing statues back there. Yeah. Woo! Look out. Number two and one, you could interchange these two teams, but I they've both lost six in a row. Number oh. two, I have the Dolphins. Oh, oh. man. Are they tri- hot garbage right now? And if you trade for Deshaun Watson, you're gonna be in the you're gonna be in the negative one category for bottom ten. <laughs> Seriously. So Miami Dolphins are two. Houston Texans are one. The Houston Texans play the Rams this week, too, so it's not going to get much better. But at least the Lions try. The Jets, Dolphins, and Texans don't even try. No. I mean, the Dolphins did, but they played the Falcons. No. All right. uh, Honorable mentions, Broncos, Broncos. Panthers, Patriots, Bears. The only reason they're not is because I think they beat the teams that are on this list. All right. If Denver loses this, if Denver loses tomorrow, they They will be be in the top. They will be in the bottom ten. Okay, good. For they sure. To be. They deserve to be. <laughs> uh, real right. quick update. Michigan took the lead over the Spartans, 20 to 14. I got a couple stats of the week if you want to name oh, yours out first. I do. Are some stats? All right, stats yeah. of the week. Cooper Mother Loving Cup. God, I love Man. this Cooper Cup. First player in Super Bowl era to have 800-plus receiving yards and nine-plus touchdowns in his first seven games of the season. Jamar Chase has the most receiving yards in NFL history through his first seven games. It's 754 yards on 35 receptions. He's averaging 21 and a half yards per catch. Wow. That's insane. I just, he's Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to be good for years to come, man. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady and Justin Fields set the record for the biggest age difference between oh starting God. quarterbacks right? at 22 years. So when Brady started playing football, Justin Fields was born. Put that, that in perspective. Insane. Right? That's why he needs to just stop. All right, Derek, give me your stats. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the only quarterback this year to have more than 10 touchdown passes and five rushing touchdowns, surprisingly. And what has it gotten him? Nothing. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Taylor can become the first Colts running back to have three consecutive 100-yard games. You know who the last running back for the Colts to do that was? He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, uh, it's either Dickerson or Falk, right? No. No, wait. Edron James? Edron James. Wow. And here's a stat. Man, this goes to show you. The Chargers have allowed the most rushing yards per game this year. Averaging Teams are averaging 163 yards per game on the Chargers. They're averaging... They're allowing the most yards per rush this year in the NFL at 5.5. And they have allowed 975 yards total in six games they have allowed this year rushing on their defense. Wow. That is just pathetic. Man. Still better than the Broncos. 
by miles. Another little quick fact here. DK Metcalf <laughs> will be playing only his 40th career game on Sunday. He has 23 career receiving touchdowns. Daryl Turner for Seattle had 25 touchdowns in his first game, first 40 games in Seattle. So he, first he, game. Wow. And he could, he could make history this weekend. If he gets two and tie him, there you go. Mm. There's your stats. All right, Liz. Next up, let's head into a little bit of a Broncos preview. Oh, <laughs> come on, Derek. You love your Broncos. I, yeah, it's a love hate relationship with these guys <laughs> for sure. I mean, they play the team without a name this weekend. They got a name football team. Ooh. <laughs> that ain't a name. It's a great name. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so Denver has lost four straight. Washington has lost three straight. Mm. So something's got to give. And uh, Washington, if they didn't make a few mistakes, they might have beaten the Packers last week. Mm. So if Tyler Haneke going against Teddy Bridgewater, Broncos are three point favorites just because they're at home. Well, yeah, but um, here, here, so I'm on CBS Sports. The first sentence of the paragraph to preview the game the Broncos need to beat the Washington football team on Sunday to avoid the franchise's wor- first winless October since 1967. What? Yeah, that was, uh, I was, none of us were alive then. This, this <laughs> the Denver Broncos need to beat the Washington football team. Is true. Fun fact of the year. They have to win this game. Jerry Judy is coming back this week. Good. Tomorrow. So he is. Well, it doesn't matter. Teddy Bridgewater can't get him the football. Yeah. Uh, The thing for me to watch in this game, though, is Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. Uh, Who else do they have on that defense, on that front? They're all first rounders. Chase Young. Look for those guys against Denver's sketchy offensive line the last couple games. Payne, they do they allowed... have somebody named Payne on that offensive or defensive line? Yeah, so they allowed Bridgewater to get sacked and beat up against the Raiders and the Browns, and I think it's only going to get worse playing against Washington. Uh, and another thing to watch, Terry McLaurin going against that secondary. Hick could be a problem. And not to mention, look for Antonio Gibson to possibly, if he comes out of the backfield catching the ball, Denver struggles with tight ends and running backs coming out of the backfield to catch well, the ball. So starting two linebackers for the Broncos this week were the starting two linebackers for the Rams last year and Kenny Young, who was having a good season this year, and Micah Kaiser. Yeah, and they have the what was that guy? Worth Weather Weatherington that they got from Minnesota. They I traded no for too. They traded for him. But yeah, how about Eric Young? Go from a Super Bowl contending team to a <laughs> team <laughs> but um i don't know they they do i have confidence in denver tomorrow hell no no but I if they're don't. gonna if if they need a bounce back team a washington football team who's lost three in a row is a good place to get it going again but eric it's sad i don't really have confidence in them winning i tomorrow. don't either because mainly tyler henneke he had a good game against the packers just too many mistakes he threw for 268 and ran for 95 yards against the Packers. Wow. Yeah, look, 
here's the thing. The Broncos defense, which is, which was supposed to be the best part about this team is failing right now. It's, oh, it's just, it's failing bad. And I just, I don't know, man. I don't have a lot of confidence in them. Like, like I, they have a slight advantage because they are playing here. So fans will be there, but I, it's just injuries. Albert O and Jerry Judy may possibly be back tomorrow. Von Miller's questionable. Mike Purcell is out. They're great. They're good defensive tackle. Denver uh, zone, by the way. Yes, real quick. What do you think about Kareem Jackson and Kyle Fuller being in the mix of being possibly traded at the trade deadline? Uh, I don't know who would want Kareem Jackson because he's 33. He is a he is a missile when he's out there, though. Oh, yeah. Um, Kyle Fuller needs to go. They don't play him. He's not had a bad, he's not had a good season at all. They they played him in two snaps last week. He got burned on Bolfa and they sat him. <laughs> burned on Bolfa. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Halloween tomorrow. Denver could look ugly. They could look as ugly as a damn witch tomorrow if they want to. Let's just say. <laughs> This is going to be a boring football game, man. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When they played against the Browns, I turned it off and stopped watching because they look so pitiful. And if, this, Dude, if that happens again, if that happens again tomorrow, which is a very high possibility with this defensive front going against that crappy, because Garrett Bowles is starting to go back to his old ways. Yes, he is. And Holding so, number seventy-two. And you, and if you have Chase Young and Montez Sweat coming from the outside against him, look for that to can probably continue to holding to pick up. What were you saying, Leslie? Well, hey, people, if you have trouble sleeping, just watch the Broncos game. It'll help you sleep. <laughs> no, for real, you need a nap. Also, when your offensive coordinator comes out, and when he was questioned about why they don't score in the first half, he goes, "A lot of teams don't score in the first half." No. A lot of te- a lot of good teams score in the first half. You don't because you're trash at calling plays. But it's just, I don't know, man. Like I said, that defensive line, Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, those are going to be the three problems I think for Denver tomorrow. Right there. And hey, if the if their defense shows up and stops a run like they did against Green Bay too, and if if the game is going to be on Bridgewater's shoulders, that that spells trouble. Mm-hmm. It really does. That spells trouble for Denver tomorrow, I think. Yeah. I I, I have some time to think about this. I don't know who to pick. Yeah, when, when it comes time to game picks, it's going to be tough to pick this one. It really is. I, I'm leaning towards Denver because I think this is more must-win than it is for Washington. Mm-hmm. I, if the Broncos want to remain in the mix for that wild card and if- with the Chiefs, they have to win this football game. You have a team with all this going behind the scenes stuff in Washington. Then you have a team with no owner that's like falling off a cliff, essentially, mm. with the Broncos. Interesting. Mm. It's both teams with interesting storylines coming into this game. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't have high expectations. So, <laughs> yeah, I try to break know. them, Broncos. Yeah, seriously. All right, let's head into our fantasy football with our stardom, sit'em, and sleepers. All righty. I will start first this week with quarterbacks. Uh, pretty obvious here. Stardom. How about Joe Burrow going against the Jets? I mean, yeah. is that a no-freaking-brainer? The Jets, Eric, as you said, they're trash. 
They're number two, number one in your power rankings for a reason. Joe Burrow, look for – and, man, hey, hello. Look for Jamar Chase to just continue to tear it up. Mm-hmm. That guy is a stud, and he's going to do it. Uh, sit him. Yeah, I would probably go with Jameis Winston against Tampa Bay. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know, man. They got their Tampa secondary is bad. I know, but I think Jameis Winston going against that old, his old team is just it's it's not a good matchup. Mm-hmm. Not a good matchup at all. Um, uh, a sleeper, maybe question mark next to this one. Ryan Tannehill going against Indianapolis. Their defense is ranked twenty fifth overall. Colts defense isn't very good, but. <laughs> Tannehill has been somewhat decent the last couple of weeks, so you never know. This could this game could turn into a shootout. It could. All right, running backs. I'm going to go yes. start him after you gave me those stats for the Chargers defense. Damian Harris, running back for New England. Yeah, start him. <laughs> he had 100 yards and two touchdowns last week. Look for that to happen again, probably. <laughs> you, you, you think? <laughs> Let's see. Sit him here. Let's go Miles Gaskin running back for the Dolphins against the Bills. That The Dolphins are just – and the running game is the worst in the league, man. It, it's it's 32nd. Eric, they're just <laughs> – They're terrible. Yes, they are. Um, A little sleeper. I'm going to go a little off the board here. I'm going to give you two. Darrell Henderson of the Rams going up against the Texans. Mm. He's going. I think he's going to get – 90 plus yard, 80 plus yards against the Texans defense there. And Khalil Herbert, Chicago going up against the 49ers. Like I said, 49ers defense is not good against the run or not good. Yeah. Not good against the run. So, but for him to have a good game. All right. Uh, Stardom. Let's go with Marvin Jones. Wide receiver for uh, Jacksonville going against Seattle. Seattle's secondary defense, for that matter, is just straight up trash. Sneaky so, good one, LaVisca Chenault, too, by the way. Yeah, so look for him to continue to, to, to play well. Man, he's done. He's had a pretty good season so far. Uh, sit him. Jacoby Myers going against the Los Angeles Chargers. How, how crazy is this? Chargers, damn good against the pass, horrible against the run. <laughs> Number one in the NFL against the pass, Eric, <laughs> but yet they're the worst against the rush. How does that work out? So, yeah, Jacoby Meyer sit him. Uh, a sleeper for me. How about uh, Marquez Callaway, receiver for the Saints, going against Tampa Bay? Hmm. Possibly could have a good one. Like you said, the Tampa Bay secondary is questionable, but look for him with, man, with the injuries that they have. With Traquan Smith and uh, what's his name still out? God, what's their the good receiver's name? For who? I'm sorry. For uh, the Saints. Oh, um, Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas. So there you go. I should know he's on my IR in fantasy. Ouch. Real fast, I'm watching Michigan, uh, Michigan State, yes. and it, Michigan drove down the field and got a, le- a field goal before the half. Mm-hmm. Mel Tucker called two timeouts to ice the kicker and it didn't work he made all three of them so, Mid- all midnight mel remember him 
left at midnight from Dude, CU to just, go to Michigan State. Mel Tucker should be ashamed of himself. Midnight Mel. I mean, he's in a like, better situation at Michigan State, but he, should be he is. But he'll always be known as Midnight Mel for what he did to the Buffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Start him for tight ends. He had a good game against the Texans last week and Zach Ertz. I'm going against the Texans again. Tyler Higby for the Rams. Oh, God. Look for the big man to get a few yards there and a touchdown. Or two. <laughs> or seven. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Sit him. I'm going to go Mo Alley Cox mm. against the Titans. The Titans are pretty good against the tight ends. And Carson Wentz really hasn't thrown to him yet. So if you can, sit him. He's not going to do very well. Sleeper, I'm going to go Dallas Goddard against the Lions. Lions can't cover anybody, let alone Cooper Cup. So Dallas Goddard, slide him on in there. Sneaky good one. All right, defenses, start them. Pretty pretty obvious here. Start the Bills defense, because why? (laughs) They're playing the Dolphins. Why would you not? I mean, it's just. It's going to be ugly. Two will probably turn the ball over. Bill's defense is pretty good. Look for them to look pretty good. Uh, sit them. I would probably go the Patriots defense at going against the Chargers. Look for Justin Herbert and company to uh, light them up. The thing to keep an eye on, though, Austin Eckler is questionable for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He better play. <laughs> on your fantasy team? Yes. <laughs> um, sleeper defense this week. Look for man, that's a tough one to uh Rams. I, no, not really. They're playing the Texans, Eric. <laughs> I would say maybe the Steelers going up against the Browns. Steelers defense has looked kind of decent recently, and they're playing the Browns. But eh. Mayfield's playing in that game, though. Yeah, it's somewhat of a sleepers, but that's uh, maybe go Browns. Or maybe the 49ers defense at the Bears. I was going to say that one, too. Yeah, there you go. We'll go with that one. Bears offense, they're just averaging 15.3 points a game, and they've allowed seven sacks, and they have seven giveaways in the last four games. So, If you're desperate for a defense, pick up Jacksonville. (laughs) Or if you're desperate for a defense, pick up the uh, Cincinnati Bengals going against the Jets. Ooh, good one. As, As I did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fantasy. Right. Moving on. <laughs> I hate fantasy. Favorite, favorite one. All right, let's head into our NFL weekly picks for week eight. Starting off with Rams at Texans. Does anything, do we even even need to say who we're picking in this game? It's pretty obvious. Texans? I mean, really? <laughs> no, I mean, the Rams are 16 point favorites for a reason. <laughs> the Texans win tomorrow. One of us should win the lottery. And if the Texans come out and <laughs> if the Texans come out and try to do the fake punt thing, I hope the Rams are ready for it. Why like why would teams do it back to back? Look for the Rams to just steamroll and just absolutely annihilate the Texans. Aaron tomorrow. Donald's gonna wreck, Ramsey's gonna wreck, Rams gonna wreck. David Mil- David Mills going against Jalen Ramsey. It's just oh man. It's not good. Not looking good. Next up we have the Panthers at the Falcons. 
Well, you got the sinking ship of the Panthers at the Falcons. Falcons have actually been playing better and winning. Uh, Falcons are three in a row, one three in a row, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, give me give me Atlanta because they're at home, and I just I just don't believe in Carolina. They're just they look bad. They look Sam so Darnold bad got right now. benched for a reason for PJ Walker of the XFL. PJ Walker, XFL fame, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Falcons are gonna win. Oh yeah. Until Christian McCaffrey comes back, I'm not. I don't trust the Panthers. I oh yeah, they're they're they have no offense without him. Next up, we have Dolphins at Bills. Yeah, nothing more. Nothing really needs to be said much about this game, and it's pretty obvious who we're both picking. I mean, Bills are 14 point favorites at home for a reason. Look for this to be like Tyson fighting an infant. It's not even going to be close. <laughs> oh I mean, last time it, these two teams played, the Dolphins got shut out thirty-five nothing. So yeah, look, look for the Bills to just wax these guys up and down uh, <laughs> Allen's Park and you know, there in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, eat 49ers at the Bears. This is a toss-up. This is a toss-up. Jimmy G against Justin Fields. I believe. Let me pull it up here. Bears are four-point underdogs at home just because their offense is so miserable. But good news, maybe Nagy won't be on the sideline. Yeah. Stupid play calls. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fields. uh, Who do you you pick first? I I just think the Niners are, even though they're in my bottom 10, I think they're going to win this game. I think. They've just got a better team overall. And the I, Bears, like, I love Justin Fields, but until they get a new head coach, they're not going to do anything. 49 Yeah, I have to go with you, too, the 49ers. They're just it, a better overall. It might be a sneaky, sneaky good game, but low scoring. Yeah. Yep, I agree. And it won't be a monsoon season for the 49ers <laughs> in this game. So, right. Sorry, listen. Next up, we have the Steelers at the Browns. All righty, this eh, this one's been a, not really a hard one, but I say Cleveland because they're at home. Your clone, your doppelganger, Baker Mayfield, makes his return to the field, Eric. Again, actually, actually, we got, actually, wait, we can't say he's your doppelganger anymore because when I saw him Thursday night against Denver, he shaved his beard. That's right. What? Oh, come hey, on. Mayfield shaved his beard so he doesn't look like Eric anymore. That's right. But anyways, give me the Browns since they're at home and they're just they're a better team. Look for Roethlisberger to look like a beat-up old man again in this game. Again, yeah. I, of the Browns as well. They're they're just a better team. And Mason this- Mason Rudolph, stay away from Miles Garrett. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> Hopefully Miles Garrett's learned from that, but I, I, I don't help. trust the Steelers offensive line against the Browns pass rush. Oh, pass yeah. rush? Yeah. Hush, hush. Next up, we have the Eagles at the Lions. Oh my Derek. god, is this the week? Derek, is it the week? Lions are three and a half point underdogs at home? Uh, I don't know. I want to pick them. You know what? My heart and my brain are telling me, give me the Lions! They're going to get their first win. Dan Campbell's right. going to pop a champagne bottle, and they're going to party on the field like they won the Super Bowl. Give me the Lions. I was going to pick the Lions, and I actually I am going to stick with the Lions just because they fight hard, and 
they're at least trying. Yeah, they're trying. Jalen Hurts going up against that secondary though. Look for him to look for him to put up 300 yards passing probably. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna go Eagles. I think the Eagles pick this one up. I want that. Let's just say my heart's with the Lions. I just I can't because of their defense. Oh, Detroit. I th- I think the Eagles or the Lions lose in heartbreak fashion again. By the way. Oh God. <laughs> Another sober Sunday not coming up. <laughs> Between Denver and Detroit, I mean, it, hey, <laughs> long year. Taking wagers now. Who wins first again? Denver or the Lions? <laughs> the Lions. Anyways, moving on. Next up, Titans at the Colts. This is an interesting matchup in division game. Colts are favorite, too, by the way. Two and a half because they're at home. Uh, the Titans defense is really sketchy. But, man, Derrick Henry whew, whew, going against that defense. Ooh. Give me the Titans. I just think they ride that wave with Derrick Henry. They just keep feeding him the ball, and I think he has another big game against the Colts. I don't trust the Titans at all to win this football game. I uh, said that last week. You said that last week gets the Chiefs. I did, and the Chiefs, they proved me wrong. So I really don't trust the Titans against the Colts. I think the Colts bounce back and prove that they're not – they're not a fluke. Carson Wentz is starting to get in the groove, and Jonathan Taylor is a beast. Derrick Henry's going to have a good game, but if I swear to God, if I see another read option with Tannehill, I will freak out. All right, so Colts at home. All right, you got Colts. I got tight. All right. Next, Bengals at the Jets. Uh, Does nothing it need to be said. I mean, Mike White, Joe Flacco, it could be me, it could be Leslie, it could be you. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback tomorrow for the Jets. They're going to get spanked, and they're going to lose. <laughs> give, me the ba- give me the Bengals. The Bengals are 11-point favorites for a reason. Mike White. God bless Joe Burrow. Go Tag. Yeah. Look for Jamar Chase to continue to tear it up tomorrow, too. <laughs> Agreed. Next, Patriots at the Chargers. Hmm. Chargers coming off a bye. Yeah, look for Justin Herbert to just pick apart this New England uh, defense, I think. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, oh boy. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Agreed. Chargers are just by far the better team. I said this at the beginning of the show before we started recording. The Patriots have won three games, two against the Jets. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yep. So they can't beat good teams. Mm. Their other win against Houston, by the way. Oh, God. (laughs) Next, we have another kitty. Jaguars at the Seahawks. Kitty goes meow versus birdie goes squawk. Trevor Lawrence against Geno Smith. Who do you trust? Trevor Lawrence. Thank you. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, give give me Jacksonville. Just this Damn Seattle, it, Derek. That's who I'm taking. This Seattle team with Geno Smith, they are just hot garbage. They are bad. They are just so bad. And Geno Smith is just no. He's just not that good. So you know how we always say Jameis Winston is week to week. Last week was his bad week, and they won because the Seahawks are terrible. Yeah. 
That offense is miserable. They got one play from DK Metcalf, and that was it. 84 and yards, yep. 84 yards. They're favored at home just because it's Jacksonville, a young team. I think the young team beats the, the Seahawks in a close one, by the way. Close yes, one. in a close one. Yeah, give me Jacksonville. Next up, we have Buccaneers at the Saints. Good Winston, uh, bad Winston. Uh, I think it doesn't matter if it's good Winston, bad Winston. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to win. I think this game will be a lot closer than it is, though, because it's a division game and it's in New Orleans. But look for Tampa Bay to just continue to be Tampa Bay. I say I want to pick the Saints because that secondary for Tampa is not good. And Kamara had himself a game against Seattle. But Tampa, oh. Tom, but Tom Brady, Eric is just playing just out yeah. of his freaking mind. I hate yeah, to say it, but yeah, I think it, the injuries could catch up to Tampa, and I think it'll be a closer game. But give me Tampa on the road. Yep. Oh, here we go. Oh boy, next I Washington st- at the Broncos. I still what? don't know who to pick. Well, you go ahead, Eric. You first. No, I don't want it. You first. <laughs> Give me Washington. I just, I don't, I don't have any, I just, my confidence level in, in Denver right now is just, it's, it's in the toilet. I really have no hope, nothing for these guys. It's just, their coaching is bad. They're secondary and they're deep with all these injuries on defense. And with Terry McLaurin coming in, Antonio Gibson, look for them to do it. And not to mention the offensive line, as bad as they played against Cleveland and the Raiders. Miles Garrett, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen has five sacks for a defensive tackle this year. Wow. Five. five. So look for him to add to that total tomorrow. Yeah, give me Washington. I have no, I'm sorry, going sorry to, Denver. I'm going to pick the Broncos just to go opposite of you in this one. I Just to go opposite of you. I, was <laughs> gonna, I don't know who to pick. Yeah, it's really I, hard. I have no idea. I, 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 the Broncos suck, but Washington's worse. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I, 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 oh, man. I'm picking just to go against you, and because I, I, I gotta have hope that the Broncos realize this is a winnable game, mm-hmm. and I don't th- they don't go undefeated in October. Let's go, Broncos! I believe somewhat in you. Not really, but somewhat. And right, for our Sunday night football, we got Cowboys at the Vikings. This is uh, going to be fun. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, it will be a game time decision tomorrow for Dak Prescott to play. So Cooper Rush may get a start tomorrow. Ooh, that was you, just oh my that, God, was just, that was that was just if, announced an hour ago. For if Mike you're McCarthy. Dallas, you can't not have Dak Prescott for this game, man. Mm-hmm. So that was just announced an hour ago. Well, who do you who do you think, Derek? Ah, uh, Dak Prescott plays. Give me the Cowboys, but I don't. I, you got to pick right now. I think Prescott plays, so give me Dallas. I don't think it matters who plays. I think Dallas's defense is going to get exposed, and the Vikings are going to throw all over the Cowboys' defense. Just throw give away me the from digs. Even still, the the receivers for Minnesota are so damn good. So good. And Dalvin Cook is running with his 
to me like he's a man on fire. Give me the Vikings at home. Ooh, look at you. Knock off the Cowboys since week one. All right. All right, last one. And last one for our Monday Night Football, we got Giants at the Chiefs. Okay. Do, do, do you, do, don't do it, there. Kansas City. Don't do it. It's very, it's just, I don't have a lot of hope for them. They're bad. Them don't and Denver are battling over who's going to be last place this year. But unfortunately, they should bounce back this week. So, unfortunately, no. I hate to say it. Give me the Chiefs. Not should. They will. The The Giants suck. The, but look at this. The Chiefs now have more turnovers in the NFL than any team in the league right now. Uh, yeah, but the Giants. It's true. <laughs> Daniel Jones is the leading rusher for the Giants. Oh. No, that, this is a bounce back game for the Chiefs. This could the Giants could not have come to town at a better time for Kansas City. They have to win this game. Kenny Galladay, Saquon Barkley's out again. I mean, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, give me the Chiefs. They'll bounce back. Get back to five hundred. Agreed. The Chiefs have a really interesting schedule too. After this game, Green Bay, Vegas, Dallas. Ooh, look out! All right, then, uh, yes, Eric won the picks last week, 9-8. to eight. Yeah, he we leads, both sucked last week. He leads overall 70-61. to 61. Yeah. Uh, you guys got anything more? I don't. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State's back from the half. I watched that yep. game. Good game. Uh, how's Wisconsin? They still taking it to uh, Iowa? Yes, they are. 20 to nothing. Wow. Yep. Miami's right. destroying Pittsburgh, too, by the way. 31-17. Yikes. That's all I got. All right. Good show, guys. Leslie, close us out. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace. Join me Wednesday for the Eric special. Oh, God, no. <laughs>